Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Penny Blacks is a nonfiction investigative thriller that begins when Will, the estranged son of a con man, agrees to safeguard the mysterious million-dollar stamp collection for an unknowable Russian neighbor. After the neighbor vanishes without a trace, Will searches for the collection's true owner, confronting his fears and integrity head-on. But when some of the stamps suddenly disappear, the filmmakers are forced to re-examine Will's capacity for honesty. Speaking of which, we're joined today by the director, and that would be Joe Saunders, as well as the producer, Alex Greer. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, thank you so very much. Uh, this is one of those movies that it keeps kind of nipping away at your at your sense of reality, of your sense of what's really going on. Is anyone telling me the truth? What's going on here? And it just holds your attention because of that for so many reasons, but that's certainly kind of the underlying current of the film. Joe Saunders, how did you get to know Will? How did this kind of come about? Sure. Um, I got to know Will through Alex, actually. Uh, Alex was a friend of a, or Alex knew Will through his college roommate. And I had just moved to Los Angeles from New York, which is where I met Alex. And I, I, yeah, I didn't know anybody. And Alex invited me to this brunch with uh, a couple of people he knew. Will was one of them. And everyone was sitting around a table talking about what they did that weekend. And Will comes out with this like really elaborate outlandish story about uh, his neighbor giving him a million dollar stamp collection uh, and asking him to hold it, which sounded like something out of Godfather. I was immediately intrigued. And Alex and I were actually just finishing uh, Billy Mize in the Bakersfield Sound. And I think it had already played at the Los Angeles Film Festival. So, you know, we were both kind of eager and looking for a new project. And this sounded so fascinating that we just grabbed our camera and went over to Will's and uh, just started filming, thinking he was going to come back in a week because he was only supposed to be gone for two weeks, this neighbor. And um, he never came back. So when he never came back, you know, more questions started brewing. Uh, we wanted to know where the stamps came from. We wanted to know what happened to his neighbor. We wanted to know why the neighbor gave the stamps to Will. I mean, his wife was still in the apartment a few doors down. And did she know about the stamps? Did she know that Will had the stamps? All of these questions just kept popping up. And as soon as we got little answers on those, more questions came. That's how this whole thing started going. And then, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, who do you trust? What, who's giving you the right information? Um, that became a really big piece of this whole this whole puzzle how to how to figure out what that truth is and alex why will why did why did will get the stamps did I mean, there's so many basic questions here right was your spidey sense um tingling when as you were talking to will alex how did how did this kind of how did it grab you at the time well, you were well, hearing this Frank, frankly, I had I had had many interactions with Will before this. And so his style of storytelling or of living, um, I don't know where you draw the line between the two with him, 
was, a li- I don't want to say numb on me, but like, you know, I, I, I knew him a little bit by that point, or I thought I knew him. So it was really Joe's spidey sense that that launched this thing. Joe was the one that recognized like, wait, wait a second, this is, this is an insane story. We need to like actually sit down and document this. Uh, and Joe, I think you showed up at his house like either that night or the next morning with a camera. The next day with the camera, th- thinking, by the way, it's fun to add, thinking that this was going to be just a short film because yeah, yeah. we thought that the neighbor was going to come back within a week. And here we are, I think, seven years later at this point. But no, the Spidey sense, that goes straight to Joe. Yeah. And, you know, in this day and age, you hear Russian in any context, right? You you think, OK. There's 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 all these like uh, watch words that are just like marinating in the log line of, of this movie. I mean, you have million dollar stamp collection, uh, con artists and yeah, Russian mafia. It, it's 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 one of those stories that like we couldn't have set down to write in a fiction format if we had tried. Well, one of the great things about um, the Penny Black is that. I know a little bit about stamp collecting, but I don't think I know any more than if you pulled somebody in off the street and asked them about stamp collecting. But it's kind of cool that we get a little bit of a, a primer on 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 that to see Will take these. I have to say, he was fairly cavalier about the way he he walked around with this collection of stamps after being told that they it could be worth a million dollars or more at least. But when he, that first stamp collections show that he shows up at and, and sort of was testing the waters, what, what is this worth? What are these things worth? The premise, everything about this film, you, your antenna have to be up all the time. So just him being at that collection uh, show, have my antenna up. Um, Joe or, or either one, I mean, am I over... If I'm overreacting here, let me let me know. No, no, not at all. I mean, I think I, I think it's one of the things that makes Will so interesting to watch is because he the way the things that motivate him don't motivate everyone else. Like the, the his his reactions to things are not the reactions that everyone else would have. That's what makes him so engaging and and, and interesting to watch because he is a little cavalier in situations that most people would not be and and why is that like you you ask yourself why is that is that because he's showing off for the camera a little bit is it because you know he just has like a really fearless attitude is it because he wants to get caught because he knows there's you know all responsibility and liability goes on to the documentary filmmakers and he won't have to deal with it like i don't know like that was one of the most interesting things about being with him for what seven years well i guess we were filming for five years probably but um with within that five years i think i got to know him a little bit better which is to say i got to know that i can't predict how he's going to act to anything and it's as a filmmaker, that's fascinating and, and extremely interesting and engaging. And you want to watch characters that are unpredictable. And, um, and he certainly was one of those. And, and, to, and to kind of go back and answer your, your question, when you said, what, what makes Will take this, what would make Will take these stamps from, from somebody? People ask him why he would do a documentary like why he would let cameras follow him in this circumstance. And his answer is probably the same reason that I took a million dollar stamp collection from a guy I didn't know. And like, that's just him. He just like, you know, he does 
bizarre things because he finds some entertainment in them. And that entertainment is solely for the purpose of him, but um, that's how he views the world. It's, it's really his world and we're all living in it. I don't want to give hardly anything away about the film, but there are a couple of things, a couple of moments in the film where you ask him some pretty blunt questions about things that are going on. And I don't know if this is a generational thing, and I hate to sound like the old guy in the room, but it, it there's a, there's this so cavalier, and so it's hard to describe. But th then his girlfriend is kind of the same kind of cavalier. Like when when something goes missing, something that might she might have, and you go over and they you they she goes through her stuff. She s seems to exhibit the same kind of. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I, I, I don't know. It's, is that a, again, I feel like the old guy saying these get off my lawn guy, but I, I just feel like they're so cavalier about it. It's just, an, it was kind of unnerving a little bit. So are you, are you, are you suggesting that maybe she had some, something more, some more information that she wasn't revealing or you're just, you're just surprised at her kind of aloofness? Yeah. I, the whole idea that there's in play, there's a million dollars worth of stamps and everyone's treating it like like it's not a big deal. I, and and the fact, again, I'll go back to that little word I used earlier, Russians are involved. I, I, I just I just don't know what world, I mean, I, too much media, I mean, social media, I don't know exactly, but I, it just seemed weird. Just, just seems so weird to me. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it, it is weird. I mean, this whole, the whole documentary is very strange and very weird. You know, it is, it's uh it's an odd situation to that anybody would ever find themselves in. And the way he navigates it is odd. And the other, other characters in the, in the documentary, they're all very strange and odd. His girlfriend is probably the only straight kind of an arrow person in this, but Bonnie Collins is kind of a nutcase. Sorry, Bonnie. <laughs> I love you. But, uh, you know, uh, Will, obviously, Roman, like every every character, uh, even Cheryl, like who is our beloved private investigator, you know, she was a little wacky. It's it was really a, um, a very odd collection of characters that that ended up making up the cast of this thing. I hope you guys are writing a script for this. Because this feels like this feels like an Elmore Leonard kind of. This feels a little bit like it, Shorty. And I, I mean, it, it just seems like it lends itself to something along those lines. Alex, yeah, we're definitely we're yeah. I mean, yeah, we've God before we even finished this story. Actually, we had people trying to buy the uh, the fiction rights from us. Uh, like in our in our pitches before we even had a resolution, people saw the potential in that. So yeah, that's definitely our next step with the project. Yeah, well, it's such a it's a cool title, the Penny Black. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. I want to know more just from the from the title. I want to know more about that. What's yeah. the Penny Black? And then it's it is that that um, that is the MacGuffin. That stamps the MacGuffin and all this, right? Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. there's just so many elements. It does feel like a noir kind of, and even I know the poster sort of has a noir vibe to it. So, uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. At a certain at a certain point while filming, because you know this was a doc. You know, this was a story that was happening just in real life that we were following. And I think about like uh, a, a year in, we realized it was a pretty heavy noir 
And, you know, obviously when we finished and cut the movie together, uh, most of the creative choices from the score to the poster to, um, you know, just generally how we're pitching it. It's, it's very much uh, a nice, like classic Los Angeles noir. That's the other part. Most of the original noirs took place in Los Angeles. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's yeah. it's perfect. It's perfect for Los Angeles. It it, yeah. it and it's West LA and there's there's it's an exotic place for most people outside of the area would think that West LA is this incredibly yeah colorful characters. Shall we yeah, say. yeah, but yeah, there's there's seedy there's seedy and dark underbellies beneath the Dream Factory. That's 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 Hollywood. My favorite shot from the film, I don't know if Joe and I've ever talked about this. My favorite shot is just this like B-roll when Will is uh, driving down Fairfax, I think. And and Joe uh, shot up at the, the palm trees passing by in like the black night sky, which you don't typically see. Like most like shots of Los Angeles palm trees are, you know, sunny, cool, beachy California. But there's this ominousness to the scenery when you shoot it at night and when you take this like back alley approach to the world that we all kind of navigated. Um, I want to let people know they can go to the website called thepennyblackmovie.com and there you, there's the trailers there. You can read about the film and also watching it. It is currently available on Apple TV, iTunes, Vimeo, Microsoft, Vudu, Google Play, Fandango, Prime Video, well, the reaction's been good. I mean, the, the, I'm sure you've got a lot of great feedback on the film. What was the couple in Arizona? The Collins. The Collins. There is no want for for really interesting people. I do want to. I feel like I I I want to talk about the 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 meat of the story, but I'll leave it to you, Joe, to describe if there's anything that I've left out in terms of the telling of the tale here. Well, I think, I mean, one of one of the main threads of the documentary, you know, obviously there's this very strange plot about a million dollar stamp collection and a Russian neighbor and how do these things connect to Will. But one of the, the most interesting themes that Alex and I discovered while shooting this, sorry for the motorcycle going by, <laughs> is, um, Will at some point, you know, and it's in the documentary when he's shaving his head, he he kind of reveals that his father was a con man. Yeah. And was um, arrested and kicked out of the country when Will was only six years old and he was selling counterfeit art. And Will grew a hatred for him because of that. He had basically abandoned his mother and Will and left them in deep debt. And, um, you know, Will and, and his mom grew very close together and he and he hated his dad. And honesty and being honest, or at least being perceived as honest, became one of Will's, you know, big motivations in life. And it certainly was in this documentary. Um, he always wanted to be honest. So when you give someone who's kind of experienced that trauma of having a dad who lied, just to digress for a second, I mean, you know, Will started calling into question everything, every happy memory he had with his dad at that point. What does that do to a, a child? You know, that, and, you know, in a growing teenager, having to reflect back on those times when you hugged your dad and you felt safe and he was like forging documents underneath you the whole time and, you know, about to ruin your family. I mean, it's, that's traumatizing. When you're that person, you're put in a situation where you're given possibly stolen million dollar stamp collection. What do you do? Do you follow in your father's footsteps, a man you grew to hate throughout your life? Or do you try and do the right thing? But what is the right thing? Is the right thing giving them back to 
his neighbor who maybe stole them? Or is it trying to track down and find the, or the original owners of that stamp collection if it is in fact stolen? The thread of Will navigating these decisions with that background was really the interesting yeah. you know, uh, theme that Alex and I were going for. And it's really interesting. The plot of this is so overpowering you know, mysterious Russian neighbor, mysterious million dollar stamp collection. It's so overpowering that it overpowers the, the emotional theme that Alex and I were trying to do, which is, you know, this is really a connection to his father, like this whole story. And Will was blind to it while we were filming it. Even though we were asking him about his dad and very interested in his dad, he just, to him, it was just like, oh yeah, I knew, I knew this was a cool story about my dad being a con artist. Like he was kind of oblivious to the deeper trauma that, that he was experiencing and burying through the course of this. And he's only recently, and Alex, I, I think you've been on a couple of these interviews with us when he's admitted this and he does it very subtly, but he'll say this process helped me reflect back on my own life and see some things I was missing. So, I mean, that to me was when I heard him say that it was the, the biggest like accomplishment of this documentary that I could have hoped for because I, we all have these blind spots in our life that are kind of walls that we build up around things that traumatized us that affect our personalities for better or worse as we grow up and get older. And I was really concerned that Will was going to let this consume him. And that was what we were basing the ending on. The ending was, does Will decide to let this lie and, and, and this trauma of his father consume him or does he defeat it? And the ending that we propose in this version was no, uh, it, 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 okay. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank that you. That is the yeah, job yeah, of the, the producer. That, yeah. That's the producer's job right there. We just, that's a, that's a good producer right there. Well, I, I want to thank both of you. This, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, Alex, I, I see it in your resume working with MTV. I, I just want to give a little bit of a, some kudos to MTV lately, their content. They've been putting out films and documentary films been doing a good job uh and i know that i forgot who it was that came over to, to sheila work. evans sheila that's right sheila Evans. how could i forget that so it's good to see them in the game and i think that brings a perspective that we don't often get i'm referring to an mtv issues and and uh topics that are of interest to them i i love this radio show i love the idea of it i love the fact you call it film school and i thought it would be interesting just because this because i went to film school alex didn't go to film school but yeah. he basically went to film school hard knocks <laughs> yeah. uh, just got thrown into a feature film and and we had to learn everything we we could but the the the, the making of this film was such a bootstrapped like there's a story out there let's go out and shoot it style of filmmaking you know we broke a lot of rules but we were careful with those rules that we broke we got insurance when we felt we needed to get it we spent money wisely mm -hmm. um you know we got permits when we felt we needed them but not when we didn't you know it there it, it was a real education in how to shoot independent film kind of smartly um but dangerously at the same time and i think that combination is is a perfect one like if you can figure out how to shoot something dangerous but shoot it, you know, safely, um, you know, while you're bootstrapping. And a lot of that credit goes to Alex because he did a lot of this work of, you know, figuring out all the, the trouble and insurance and, and all this stuff. But 
it was just us two. We had a camera. I did camera. Alex did sound. And we went out and we just followed this story until it ended. And it, it took us seven years. We shot on and off. But, you know, that it was a real, real education. And I hope, you know, more people, because the tools are out there, you can use your phone if you, if you need to. But I, I hope more, more people hear a crazy story like this and actually chase it down because it's it's worth it. It's a just a fun film in so many ways. Interesting. It'll keep you on really literally on the edge of your seat just because you're really not sure what's happening and what may happen. The film is called The Penny Black. And we've been talking to the director, Joe Saunders, as well as the producer, Alex Greer. To both of you, thank you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.